everybody and welcome to episode four of the Marching On Together podcast. Uh, this week I'm delighted to be joined by Joe Wayman from All Leeds TV. How you doing mate? Yeah, brilliant mate. Thanks very much for having us on. Um, bit abject after yesterday's performance, but other than that I'm looking forward to the weekend. I was going to say now it's Saturday to Saturday, uh, Premier League football, everyone's just going to be buzzing aren't they all week waiting for the next game. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, going out last night, you can just give it the all all. Well, it's the Mickey Mouse Cup anyway. We'll get back to proper football this weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's a positive spin. I think most of us are putting on it. Um, yeah. Before we go on to talk about the last couple of games then, uh, just do a bit of an intro. I always ask uh, new guests how they kind of got into supporting Leeds with the, through family or where you live. Uh, and also, how did you get into uh, working with All Leeds TV on the, the YouTube side of things? Yeah, I mean, listen, as a young lad growing up, uh, I grew up in Halifax, which isn't too far from Leeds, to be fair. Um, Yorkshire, obviously, Leeds United were the biggest team in Yorkshire, then the pride of Yorkshire, still are, um, still were when we were in League One, but you know what I mean. Um, I think the majority of my friends, though, were like Man United and Liverpool fans, if I'm being totally honest. Um, but no, the the person, it was a guy called Craig, my mum's boyfriend, really, that really drummed it home. He used to go to the games and he really drummed it home. And my older brother's a Leeds fan as well. Um, so I took it on from him, really. Um, and, yeah, just ran with it ever since. I think Leeds United, for me, has just been the constant, you know. It's it's the one thing that I really felt a part of, if you know what I mean. Like, um, yeah. growing up, whenever you see a Leeds fan and you do the salute, and there's just that connection, you know, and it's that one, like, it's like a tribe in a sense, and it's that one thing that I've always felt a part of, Liam, growing up as a kid, to be fair. Um, it's just an amazing feeling, and I don't think there's, there's fans like it, really, to be fair. Um, it's so funny, like, even with partner and with now, um, when we're... Um, when we're driving or whatever and I see a lead sticker on a car or whatever, I'm like honking a horn and stuff. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, it's lead fan, man. We've got to do this. I don't know. This. Yeah, it's just just like a family, isn't it? It's beautiful, man. Yeah, and did you ever think you'd go from just supporting Leeds to being on things like Sky Sports, talking about like how our season's going and talking about the, the rise to the Premier League and stuff like that? No, definitely not. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, listen, when I was a young and I was always like, used to record myself and all sorts, you know, just little daft stuff in my bedroom and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, full flight from reality at times, mate, thinking I was going to be a commentator and all sorts. I always thought, said to myself, right, well, I'm not quite good enough to be a footballer, so I must have to do something. Um, doing little daft interviews and stuff in my bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. But no, I didn't think this, this would happen, and it just continues to grow. I think um, with all Leeds TV, I'd, I'd seen it. Um, it was before me. Um, it was just after Heckingbottom had come in, to be fair. Um, and I contacted them and just said, look, I'd love to do an interview because I love all that fan media stuff. I think it's it's more true to, to real, you know, real life. What's actually going on at the club, whether you like it or not, whether you like that person's opinion, I think you're going to get a true representation of how they're feeling as opposed to some pundit on, on TV that's maybe seen as play once. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I was always drawn to it, and then I contacted them. I did a video um, uh, after Heckingbottom and signed. They actually said he was going to be a good appointment <laughs> um, after he brought through the likes of Stones and um, oh, the uh, the kid who was at um, Swansea. He's now at Fulham, I think. Oh, he might have left there. What's Alfie Mawson, wasn't Alfie it? Morton, Sorry. Yeah. 
It was at Barnsley with him as well. Um, obviously, that went to its up. And then and then they had a change. I uh, don't know what happened. Um, and they were looking for people to come on board. So I just contacted them straight away. And I was like, yes, I'd love to do it. Um, and started doing it in my bedroom. Just stuck a few of my old shirts up. And um, yeah, man, it's just gone from strength to strength. It's funny, like, you know, on your Facebook memories. I'm getting Facebook memories from like two years ago today. And it's like when we had like one point eight nine k thousand followers and now we're like close to 18 which is just brilliant man it's been a crazy year or so hasn't it i think not bielsa's helped you but having more fans be interested in leads and how we play it's kind of helped you guys have more interesting things to talk about because the heckin bottom times are a bit more <laughs> they're a bit more dull weren't they Whereas yeah there's always something going on and you guys can just put a video out all the time about whatever's going on at leads which is good yeah, definitely, mate. And like you say, you know, yourself, you've done a podcast. I think we're so, so lucky uh, as Leeds United fans that we just have such a such an abundance of, of fan media out there, you know. Um, there's something for everybody. Um, like, I love the talking shut stuff. I love, you know, listening to, to what you've put out so far. Um, there's so many, so many podcasts out there, Square Ball, of course, and then... Um, and then you've got the other side of it, like the old stats, aren't we? I struggled with it at first to get on board with it. Do you know what I mean? Because it was a little yeah. bit over my head. But then over time, I've I've really grown to it and I love it. But that's the thing. There is something for everybody. Not everyone likes YouTube. I get it. Um, some people. But it is what it is. You know, if you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. I think we're, we're just so lucky to have such a such an abundance of, of fan media. And it's great, man, because we're a great club as well, right? So... Um, we're a big club, um, so naturally, um, we're going to have a lot of fans wanting to wanting to put content out, and more the merrier for me. I think it's fantastic. And what are uh, what are your guys' plans for the season? Is it still more the same in terms of reviews, previews, and a few watch-alongs as well? Because I know you did that last year. Yeah, yeah, we'll be doing that, and um, we're going to try um, get some more guests on. Um, I think I think that's the plan moving forward. Um, we do a live stream on a Monday, Monday night football, which is very much just just for the for the fans of the channel to get their questions in. We have quite a decent um, core group following that communicate throughout the chat all the time when we do the live stream, so it's really good, um, and we can have that bit of banter with them as well. Um, and then, and then we're gonna we're gonna start doing a um, a, a bit like a Premier League predictor um, on a Friday live stream. Get some guests on, have a look to the weekend's fixtures. You know, just vary it up a bit because now that we've gone into the Premier League, we are seeing a lot of other fans commenting and watching the videos. Yeah. So I think just to keep keep engagement up, we'll look at that. I mean. The dream, Liam, is to fucking, you know, sorry for swearing there. The dream, sorry, do, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the dream is is to do this full time, man. I'd love nothing yeah. more than to be able to go and do, you know, player interviews and all that sort of stuff. It'd be absolutely amazing, man, you know, doing something like this. Um, and maybe one day we'll get there. You know, I was talking to Chris from Redmen TV and... They've they've got like half a million subscribers and they've been at this ten years, but it just shows you the capabilities, you know, where it can go as long as you put in the work, and that would be that would be amazing, you know, to be invited to four parts or whatever, just to do an interview with whoever it may be. It'd just be class because we've seen it already, like Square Ball and us um, talking shut have had like Angus on and Shackleton, etc. So so there is the possibility. Who knows what what might happen? But I'll just keep doing it in my bedroom for now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always good stuff, mate. So keep that going. Cheers, um, fella. Thank you. Cool. So moving on to talk a little bit about some more 
kind of Leeds related news. Um, the documentary's out. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't watched it, but I think you stayed up past midnight, didn't you, to watch it? Yeah, yeah, I did, mate. Obviously, after that dour performance last night, I stayed up. I had to jump on a podcast. Um, uh, and then I, when I finished that, I was, it was like half 11, and I was like, I might as well stay up now. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was brilliant, mate. To be fair, uh, I don't want to offer too like give too much, but um, obviously they, they jam packed quite a lot of the games into into the first episode, as you can imagine. Um, up until when we had that d- dire run, and you know, showing the alien interview again, and just how dejected he looked, uh, and then how we turn it around. Then obviously COVID hits, and I think the the best thing for Leeds fans is is after. Obviously, we got to see some of the the phone footage on social media and the fans outside Ellen Road, but this time we actually get to see what went on actually when Huddersfield beat West Brom and we get to see Pablo and all them and and Bielsa turns up. I won't spoil it for you, but it's just some of the stuff is just beautiful, man. It's hard not to get emotional in it. It's... I don't know, it's, it's like we've shared that moment a little bit because it was a little bit disappointing, the fact that we weren't at Ellen Road. Um, you'll know that yourself. You know, I thought about what I was going to do when that happened for years, man, to be honest. Um, and you it was t- picture, I thought. Yeah, no, that was my <laughs> aim. I always said to myself, straight to the centre circle and hit my knees. That was going to be my thing. <laughs> um, but yeah... Um, it was taken away. But this gives us that little bit extra, little look behind the curtain and... And obviously, BLs when he turns up as well. But I'll, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it is beautiful. <laughs> did um, did it come across a little bit um, not as interesting as the first series because of the less episodes, or just because obviously the ending's so much better? You just enjoyed it even more. Yeah, I mean the ending was great. Um, it's not as in depth uh, as you see because they tried to cram a lot into the two forty-five minute episodes. There's quite a heavy focus on obviously COVID, um, which. Yeah, it's a little bit frustrating. Um, I get it's a pandemic and stuff, and it's what I guess it's so prevalent in the media and that all the time. There's quite a heavy focus on that and how the club prepared for that, um, which is understandable because I mean it, it, it basically looked like it was going to end football for a period of time, and like a lot of the players said, it's so Leeds uh, for that to happen. You know? <laughs> yeah, that um, would have been so Leeds. <laughs> oh, I know exactly. Yeah, so there's quite a heavy focus on that as well. But Rob Price was well ahead of the game, weren't he? Yeah, we were kind of almost known for that as a club at one point. I, I saw all the media places putting out, obviously, that we bought the testing station kit mm. before anyone else. I think he bought everyone's like exercise bikes in January, yeah. uh, two months before all this happened. So stuff like that, you could just see how ahead we are as a club, which I think is quite good as well, because sometimes yeah. in the past we've kind of been, not a joke club, but we've been run by some jokers, haven't we? So yeah. we've not always come across the best, but I think no, we have not- with this sort of thing. I think you're right, Liam. I mean, let's be honest, maybe not to us, but we were a joke club. Yeah. I mean, no, it's hard to say, but but we were, you know, especially from the outside, we were we were clowns, man. Um, you know, when we had the likes of Chilino, you know, I think even even when Bielsa came in, I still got stick because he had that stigma of, um, you know, leaving clubs. All, all my mates at the time were just convinced that he was going to walk out of the door because of the poor ownership. I mean, if he'd have come under Chilino, he would have walked out of the door. But um, we're lucky we're lucky with Rad Rosani. I think we're, you know, I just want to, I'd love to just say thank you to them because they've really, um, they've really just transformed the club. It's just a totally different animal now. And um, not that you're never not proud, but at the minute, no one can say a bad word for me. Um, and if they do, they just get the two fingers because they don't know what they're talking about. 
Yeah, it's definitely. It's just hate now if, if they say anything bad. Yeah, I think exactly. Victor Orta's helped a lot as well because I think he's mm-hmm. quite close to Bielsa, which is nice. And um, with Angus Kinnear, look at West Ham since he's left there. They're kind of always in the news. All their players speaking out against ownership, fans trying to get the yeah. owners out. So it's no coincidence that we've got good people now running the club, which yeah, is nice. Yeah, yeah um, we're sort of keeping up. Yeah, we are, yeah. That leads me on nicely to talk about a little bit of transfer business before we move on to the games. Uh, I just wanted to get your opinions on the business we've done so far and then just what areas you think maybe we need to add to before the window closes. Um, I think I've been happy, mate, so far. Um, I think we, you know, are in the gave us the remit of the cream of the championship. Um, we all thought we were getting Watkins, Ben Rama, um, you know, them players of that ilk. I would have liked John Swift, for example. But then when we're signing uh, Rod, uh, um, Rodrigo Moreno, it's a totally different, you know, type of player. It just came out of nowhere, really. I was actually on holiday at the time in Benidorm, which isn't too far. And I said to my partner, I said, do you mind if I just pop to Valencia? <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't having none of it, though. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, really excited. Um, really excited. And I think, look, in terms of the business we've done so far, Ben White was disappointing. It was, there's a little section on the documentary and it made me think, oh, I wish he was still here. Um, because he was special, you know, he, he was absolutely unreal. Best centre-back we've seen since the, since the likes of Rio, Mudgate, etc. Um, I think he's that good. Um, and it's a little bit disappointing that didn't happen. But I think in Robin Koch at 13 million, a German international who's played over 100 Bundesliga games, I think we've done all right, if anything. It's now freed up more cash. And for me, everything that's getting mentioned, the, the centre-back Guardiol, 20 million, I don't think it's... a it doesn't make sense to make that deal happen for me now, Liam, especially after Pascal Strauch's performance um, on Saturday. If you throw Berardi back from fitness, I know he's a long way off. We probably don't even entertain a centre-back because we know Bielsa doesn't like loads in in areas and KP and Ailing can fill in there. So I think £20 million now, it doesn't really make sense to me. Um, I know a lot's been made of left-back. Again, I think we've got... An, an abundance of options there. I know they might not be, you know, great. And we've seen that last night, you know, I didn't think they performed well at all, but you have got, if Dallas isn't fit, you have got Douglas, you have got Alioski, you've even got Leif Davis if needs to be called upon. So again, I don't see it as a priority. The main one for me is, is, is Rodrigo de Paul and he would give us what we need. I'm not like, having a pop at Pablo, but I just think he looked a little bit off the pace. The The game was moving a little bit too fast for him on the Saturday, uh, Saturday against Liverpool. I don't know what you think, but I was like, mm, maybe we need, if we had Rodrigo de Paul to come off the bench, and I, I would prefer, as I guess what I'm saying, is to manage Pablo like we did during the running. Yeah. Um, uh, that would be mine. And, and Rodrigo de Paul would, would slip in there. And the fact that now we've seen that he wants to come, um, it's a case of the club sorting out the fees and I'm just like, oh, just make it happen. Um, <laughs> you know, I suppose you could touch on the goalkeeper situation, but I think the only only way we bring a goalkeeper in is if we move one out and I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Um, and the fact that uh, the the keeper from Bournemouth who went to Sheffield United, is it Ramsdale? Um, yeah. And uh, Martinez went for double figures, you know, I I just don't see Leeds operating in that sort of money when we do have two keepers and one of them, you know, we can't move on. Um, I, I just don't see us shelling out that sort of money. So for me, 
give me Rodrigo de Paul and I'll be happy. If it's Kent Wilson, I'd also be happy. But I think Rodrigo de Paul and then I'll say, right, OK, yeah, business done, happy days. Maybe get a loan at centre-back if they do still need one. Yeah, I think it's kind of two options, isn't it? It seems to be kind of go all out in on De Paul or kind mm-hmm. of use that money for maybe two or three. Uh, yeah. And I think most Leeds fans would kind of just want the one, which is crazy because we're normally the fans that want as many signings as possible. Yeah. Maybe Bielsa's kind of moved us away from thinking of 10, 15 signings every summer to, mm-hmm. to, to more quality, which is nice. Yeah, um, definitely. But I do agree with you. I think we need another goalkeeper, but we know he's no one's going to come and uh, take no. Kiko off our hands. <laughs> No, I don't, I don't see it happening either. And, and look, I don't think there's any sort of pressure from Bielsa to move him on. Um, the no, fact that I agree. which I which I do find a little bit strange. You know, he he played last night and he captained the side as well, Liam, which I found was yeah. absolutely crazy. If I'm honest, yeah, I think if I'm honest, I just think that Marcelo believes he didn't do it. With yeah, that's Marcelo's opinion, and we yeah. all know what he's like. He's not going to change his opinion on anything for anyone. Yeah, like- yeah, exactly, mate. You're right. Uh, well, that's good. Let's lead on to talk about last night's game before we move on to the good game of the week against Liverpool. <laughs> um, so, obviously, 1-1 last night, lost 9-8 on penalties. Uh, a bit of a strange lineup. Obviously, I know you mm-hmm. were chatting on your live stream, which I looked at, uh, about yeah. Casey or uh, Cresswell at CDM, and it ended mm-hmm. up being Casey. Um, yeah. It just didn't work, did it? No, um, really, really strange. Like I say, it was um, especially when you've got McCalmont on the bench. I think the fact that McCalmont wasn't used is due to the fact that he's probably going to go out on loan. I think um, Bielsa would have preferred not to use Gotts because he's similar going out on loan. Because otherwise, I think they'd have started. But when I did did see the lineup, it was a bit scratchy head. You know, it's been a while since I know Bielsa's. Um, Sometimes it's hard to keep up, but even last night it was a bit like, mm, I, don't, I don't see how it works. Um, I would have liked to have seen Casey and Creswell be at centre-back together, you know, that's what they've done in the under-23s, but obviously, I mean, Casey, he just looked a bit uh, lost in there. I thought, you know, the Borgos Roberts, both too technical, both trying the same sort of things. I don't think that really worked either. Um, and I was disappointed, i tell you what, I was I was talking on the stream that we did. I think for me, these are players, some of them are on the fringe, right? Some are, you know, young development, but some are on the fringe. The likes of Shackleton, Douglas, Alioski and, and and Roberts to an extent. And none of them, none of them can go to Bielsa after that game and say, I should start on Saturday now because I think it was just a piss poor performance and they didn't really do much. I think the only shining light was, was Perveda and that was only for a flash in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I can't really draw any positives, mate. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I felt similar, especially about because um, not that Alioski is what he is, but he's very much better against front foot sides, you know, on the counter attack. Yeah. Um, but Douglas and Roberts, for me, they're two players that a lot of fans want to start. Everyone's mm. the left footed left back, and obviously yeah. a lot of fans really like Tyler Roberts at number ten. Um, yeah. And for me, those two just really, really disappointed. They should be running that game against a League One team now as well. They're not a championship yeah. mid-table team anymore. They're a League One side. Yeah, um, no, I so agree. That was a bit of a worry. And I think it kind of led to some fans maybe not slagging off Rodrigo, but not thinking he's as good as he is because he just wasn't getting the service last night. I saw a lot of people say online, oh, look how deep he's dropping like as a negative. But he was only doing that because yeah. we had two number 10s that weren't able to get him the ball. So, exactly. Yeah, that was right. a worry. 
Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't think you can really judge him on that performance. Like you say, I think second half, he did look like he, he had a bit more running in him and he was uh, pressing a lot more. Um, and we're talking here like running from halfway line to, to midway, you know, towards the centre-back and then and then back again. You know, it, it takes a lot of lot of energy to do that. And I thought he was, um, he did put himself about. But like you say, he was having to come drop into the halfway line in order to pick up the balls and try and link up play with Tyler and stuff at, uh, at times. And I genuinely think it was lost with that Bogus and Roberts uh, combination. There just wasn't any cohesion. You know, we couldn't get our foot on the ball. Roberts was trying to flick and trick his way through. Um, yeah, it just wasn't great last night um, and I'm really disappointed because on the lineup, I genuinely thought we'd get a few um, because I was excited like I said I was excited to see Creswell I was excited to see Bogus get his chance um, you know and you can see why they haven't in a way Liam because last night showed us yeah they weren't that they weren't up to much if I'm honest yeah I thought it was quite telling that Creswell probably looked like the best of the <laughs> the back line and he's 17 and you've got people like yeah. Keith Davis yeah Casey and Douglas they just couldn't, couldn't they just couldn't do anything to us. And they actually struggled a lot on one on one defending against uh, Malik Wilkes as well. Yeah. Who who's played against us before. I know he's had a few chances, but people like Ben White and Liam Cooper just marshal him out of the game yeah. sometimes, but that was not the case yesterday. No, no, you're right. He's been pretty dire, on he? Every time he's he's tried, you know, blustered and uh, stuff yeah. before against us with the likes of Barnsley and all. But um, yeah, last night he he really took it by the scruff of the neck. I, the only the only thing I can think from that is, and I said it on the stream, was the fact that he's probably looking around and Casey Creswell. Um, the, the Shackleton, for example, these are lads that he's grown up with, you know, been through the youth system with, knows them inside out, knows probably the weaknesses and, and probably looked at that centre-back partnership or the defensive areas and thought, well, do you know what, I can do these and, and probably got a re renewed confidence from that. And I thought he was a fawn in our side and he, 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 he listen, Hull should have beat us three or four, if I'm being honest with you. Shouldn't have got yeah. to Pence. Yeah, they should have. Yeah, it was, and Rodrigo got an assist at the end, which was nice. But before that, there was like eighty-nine minutes of just yeah. them getting the chance every five or ten, and then us just not doing a lot with the ball, which was mm. just, it was just one of those performances that even Bielsa said afterwards, kind of puts it on himself, and which is yeah. always what he says. But I think the pros have got to look at themselves. I think we didn't do enough last night. Yeah, no, I agree, mate. I'm like you said, just really disappointed with those that are on the fringes, the likes of Alioski, etc. Because they should be, you know, banging down his door to start on Saturday. But yeah, they don't deserve to after that. What are your thoughts on going out of the cup overall? Because most people kind of, like you said earlier, it's a Mickey Mouse Cup doesn't really matter. But mm. when we're playing Saturday to Saturday, I see it as a bit of a, a good chance to get some of these players more minutes and. Next week we'd have played. I think I don't know if it West Ham won it. Yeah, it would have been West Ham, um, mm. and you could have had your under twenty threes then taking a step up and saying, "All oh, right, is Pervader good against the Premier League side?" But mm. when you lose to a League One team like that, it's not good for confidence. And I just think we could miss out on some good minutes for for fringe players in the future. Yeah, I mean, like you say, you never want to lose a game, do you? Um, I think it's just easy as um, as especially now that we're Premier League. I think even in the Championship would have said the same. Oh, it's a Mickey Mouse Cup anyway. Or we might have gone with the oh, we'll, we'd never win it anyway, so we might as well go out now and concentrate on the league. It's just excuses. Ultimately, you don't want to lose a game of football. Um, and and Bielsa wasn't happy after Stoke last season. I don't think he'll be happy this time as well. Obviously, it didn't work for him, and he's. At, He'll understand he's at fault for that with some of the personnel, um, you know, that he put out in the certain positions, I think, you know, the Casey, you know, uh, DM, like you said, didn't really work. Not when you've got Alfie on the bench anyway, but 
is what it is. But yeah, I think ultimately you you want to go far in everything you do, don't you? And uh, I I agree with you, mate, because some of these players now um, are going to struggle for game time. The likes of Pervader, etc. Are we going to see him in the league? Um, you know, pro- probably not. Not not often anyway. You know, Bogus. When's Bogus going to get an opportunity in the league? Um, you know, you might see Shaq and Roberts off the bench towards the back end of a game and maybe Alioski, but I, I agree with you, mate. You know, it gives us a chance to 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 look at these players. I mean, like Rodrigo, he needs the minutes as well. And if he doesn't play on Saturday, he could have had a run out against West Ham, you know, next week. So it's not ideal. You're right, mate. We all we all want to win games, don't we, at the end of the day? Yeah, definitely. I think Marcelo's a a winner as well. We all know that mm. he gets so frustrated every time we don't win a game. So yeah. he'll be just disappointed as us. But um before we move on to Liverpool, I just wanted to get your your thoughts. Like we mentioned it earlier a little bit, but on Kiko being included and being captain. Uh obviously as a channel, I know you guys mentioned it many times that you don't think it's right that he plays. But what were your thoughts when you saw him with the captain's armband on last night? Yeah, it's real scratch your head because I don't understand like I don't look whatever's going on behind closed doors, but ultimately, um, some of the lads must be scratching their head as well. Liam, like you know, I know some of them were. I like in text contact with Jonathan Lecco. Do you know what I mean? They know him. Yeah, they, some of them grew up with him. Yeah, so they know the lads, you know, and then they're having to to deal with Kiko. I mean, he's adamant. He's 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 not guilty, which. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, but yeah, to see him captain the side, I thought was really strange, especially when you've got Barry Douglas. You could have yeah. played, you know, Barry Douglas. You could have even given it Rodrigo just for his experience. Do you know what I mean? I just found it a little bit strange. Um, maybe it's a, a sweetener because he's not getting game time in the in the league. I don't know, but it shouldn't be like that. But like you said, I think um, Bielsa makes them decisions and he probably, you know, like you say, be- believes Casilla and, and for him, there's not an issue. Um, I've just heard the square ball boys making a good point, saying like normally your captain's going to be doing the post-match interviews, etc. Um, but if that was to go ahead, it'd all just be focused on the charge, so therefore he ain't going to do the interview, so it was a pointless exercise. And I was yeah, I probably have to agree with that. And he's, he's not someone who leads by example in terms of his performance because even last night man he made an error leading up to the goal you know what I mean he's not yeah. someone where you think wow yeah um he, he he's really showing us how to get on you know what I mean um yeah yeah not that it really matters in the grand scheme as well no. but in the penalty shootout he dived he dived right on every penalty I think oh yeah one. And I was getting yeah. so frustrated that he was just trying to do the same thing over and over again that basically is him as a goalkeeper he does the same thing over and over again expecting different results and it just doesn't happen he just flaps at everything yeah, unfortunately yeah. Uh, I would like to see Mizak or um, Capriel or that kid from Ajax that we signed um, yeah. have a game but not not to be I think Marcelo and Victor Ora are quite close to Kiko and yeah. that. we're just going to kind of have to live with that as a, as a yeah. fan base mm-hmm. um but moving on to better things then. Uh, first game back in the Premier League after 16 years. How excited were you in the lead-up to it on Saturday morning? Oh, mate, I was absolutely balancing, to be honest. You know, I struggled to sleep the night before. It's such a shame that we can't be there at the games, but it was a just a great day, really, um, just being able to experience it on the channel as well because it gives you that little bit, the fact you can have open up that line of communication with other people. That's what's good on social media. You know, you've seen all the hype around Leeds as well, which is lovely to see. 
Um, you know, I don't go along with this where everyone's second team. I don't like it either. Um, but I know that once we play their team, they won't think that anyway because we just yeah. rub people up the wrong way. So that's fine. So anyone who thinks we're the second team, wait till we play. Yeah, you'll soon change your mind. Um, but yeah, man, it was just a, it was just a beautiful, beautiful experience, man. Gutting how it ended, but it just showed me like what us Leeds fans knew that we could put in that performance. I've seen a lot of people like. I said we could get a result, and I seen I went on a podcast and people calling me, oh, he's a little bit embarrassing. There's no way we're getting a result, etc. I was like, well, I, I we would, I would put us up against anyone and, and and give and give them a game, Liam. Do you know what I mean? Because we yeah. have Bielsa. He's just amazing, man. You know, and everyone got to see that on Saturday. Um, and I'm so grateful they got to do it because the amount of times I've waxed lyrical about individuals in the side, um, about, you know, even just at work, I remember waxing lyrical about KP uh, that first season under Bielsa and I was saying he'll play for England and people laughing at me and now he's played for England. I'm saying, you're right, you get to see now what we get to see. And it's so different when you get to see it week in, week out. I mean, I'll yeah, never, yeah, I'll never forget that first game under Bielsa against Stoke at home like I'll never forget that moment because it was just beautiful I couldn't believe it like I was like grabbing hold of my mate like what's actually happened to my football club you know what I mean um, yeah now looking yeah. back you realise it was kind of a sign thing to come but at the time you were like was that just one special game we're yeah. going to play like this every week yeah. it was insane the level of performance mm-hmm. from when mm-hmm. Heckenbaum was in charge yeah. and obviously to Marcelo coming in um, and then even Bristol City the year after the first game everyone yeah. was a bit worried like oh there'll be a hangover Mm. Will we change how we play and then we just come out? We kind of controlled the game a bit more than the old days of just attack, attack, attack. But still, it was the same great football, which we're just lucky to see. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I keep saying to everyone and try to convey that message, mate, is that enjoy it while it lasts because it's not going to be here forever. And then we could bring someone in and, and then you could we could drop into that merry-go-round of managers again. Do you know what I mean? So um, just enjoy it while it lasts. But, you know, I was a little bit frustrated after the game where people were saying, can we maintain it over a season? Yada, yada, yada. Obviously never seen Leeds over a season. Otherwise, they won't be saying that because we know we can maintain these levels. And I'm so excited. Just... um, been a, a, maybe a little bit arrogant, but I'm just gutted that it's Fulham up next. <laughs> yeah, it's back down to championship. Line, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw your tweet that you wanted to play. We want to play the big boys every week. Yeah, the fans are just like, yeah, we do, but we don't want to lose four three. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were your thoughts on the lineup on Saturday? Then, uh, obviously, Robin Cox got his first start for Leeds, which is a bit unlike Bielsa, but kind of yeah. shows I think that we're desperate for a centre back. Um, but Bamford still led the line as well. I thought he did a great job, mate, as well. Um, I thought he was absolutely fantastic without doing, you know, getting on the ball loads, but I just thought he he, he was brilliant. And and he forced, you know, Van Dyke into that mistake. He probably should have scored just before or at least tried to chip it over Alisson. Um, but yeah. he tried to go around him and, and these levels, isn't he? I mean, Alisson's one of the best keepers in the world, you know, so even if he'd have chipped it, he probably would have got an hand to it. Who knows? I guess we'll never know. But I thought he was fantastic, mate. Buzzing to see him score as well because naturally he misses the chance. He gets stick. It's just, I guess he's used to it now. It's it's a little bit unfair because he offers us so much, you know. I was speaking to Liverpool fans in, in the lead-up to the game and you could easily, I know he's not on the same level, but lay that same sort of criticism at Firmino. Um, mm-hmm. But they they don't seem to do that because they understand, you know, without him, 
um, these other players, Salah and Mane, won't get brought in as much. Do you know what I mean? And I think we have that with Paddy. But I think the tide has definitely turned as well, Liam, from that first season. I think everyone recognises now what he does. Um, it took us a while, me included. Do you know what I mean? Um, me included. Um, after that derby defeat, I was done. But, um, you know, he's, he's won the favour. He stopped the celebrations, giving it the old cup of years stuff, which I, I, I never liked. Um but yeah, I thought he was fantastic. Robin Koch, not the best debut, um, obviously giving the pen, but um, I think him and Pascal really grew into the game and were fantastic in the second half. And let's be honest, he'd had maybe, what, two free training sessions tops? Um, yeah. So I think... Probably to two, do, if we're honest. Yeah. And and to do that as well, with a, a, a young kid who was debutising at centre-back in the league um, against the most lethal front three in the world then we can't really complain how we performed. I mean, if that's someone else, we might get a result. If Liam's in there, we might get a result. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, but I thought, yeah, I was just... I thought the lineup was decent. I thought the lads really applied themselves. I mean, Jack Harrison gave gave Trent a torrid time. I mean, his touch is unreal. Um, he just I keeps so getting better. Good. Yeah, yeah, it was, right? It was so good. But I preferred clicks, you know. Oh, did you? Because the team's yeah. on the finish. Just, I think, yeah, the finish, man. Because when the balls comes in, it's zipped it. I, I was watching it, thinking that's that's a rubbish ball, that is. <laughs> but um, because he don't really get off the floor, but and then obviously when you watch it back, you see Clip giving him, you know, pointing, and that's the that's the case is that we're gonna get more time on the ball. Costa was given time there to pick his pass, whereas in the championship maybe we don't get that because there's eleven men already in the box. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, definitely. But the, the touch and finish was absolutely fantastic from Clip. I thought both wingers were actually really good, to be fair. Yeah. I, I I was one of the people that was a bit like, mm, do we try and get Rodrigo in the side and put Pablo on the right and kind of say to him, just stay on the right-hand side, you don't have to track back as much in the middle. But Costa and Harrison, they were phenomenal uh, yeah. on the wings. I think they're going to get a lot more time and space, like you yeah. said, in terms of uh, teams not just piping everyone behind the ball mm. and just coming for a nil-nil every week. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, they'll just grow from strength to strength. Um, I think a lot of people said that about Costa, to be fair. Um, and and um, yeah, he looked he looked uh, he looked very good, didn't he, on Saturday? And Jack Harrison just keeps getting better and better. He's so fit as well; like he's just an animal. I think so. Yeah, buzzing. Um, also, with the Jack Harrison thing as well, he kind of improved so much over his first summer. And I think that's going to happen with Costa as well, because obviously he's yeah. not had a full preseason. I know, but. He's had a lot more time to train with Bielsa than he had when he came in the first time. And you can see the difference already with his movement and also tracking back at the start when he mm-hmm. arrived. You kind of saw full backs going around him all the time. Uh, and in this game, he was tracking Andy Robinson back every time, which if you don't do, you're going to lose to Liverpool like six or seven, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. You're right. I mean, we all know like Bielsa just makes players better. And that's a fact. Um, I think he'd make me, you know, probably... Um, <laughs> He'd probably make me a Vauxhall conference level or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Though he'd come in, he could. I'd love to see him do it with just like a, a Sunday league pub team and him like me playing at right back and him go. Actually, Joe, I see you as a, a deep line midfielder. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It'd just be amazing, man, when he comes in and just seeing him work. It'd be just unreal, wouldn't it? Um, they're so lucky, man. So lucky. How did you think we looked uh, overall defensively in the game? Because. Uh... I thought I noticed that we were getting caught on the break a lot more than we did in the championship. Whether that was because we were just losing the ball or or lack of experience, I'm not sure. But what were your thoughts? Did you think we looked a bit more open than last year? 
Um, yeah, I mean, you could you would say, I mean, Liam, they, they didn't score from open play, which is a good thing. Um, I think we can take positives from that. I think they carved us open maybe once or twice. The Wijnaldum, Bobby Firmino, yes, they had loads of shots, but naturally that's going to happen. You know, you're playing one of the most lethal front three. Um, I think the man marking was brilliant, to be fair. I think I cannot remember Manny having, you know, such, such a small impact on a game. I think everyone was massively impressed uh, with Luke Hill, and I thought... Dallas was up against the prime Salah and he did a decent job. You know, people question Dallas um, and whether or not he can do it. He's this journeyman character, etc. I mean, uh, Salah was prime. Like, he was on fire. Yeah, I mean, he was, that, he was brilliant. Goal, yeah, that goal when he finished in the top corner, that's a perfect yeah. finish. I know Pascal probably should head it away from goal rather right? mm. behind him. But when he hit that, I thought I was going over and then it just rippled in the top net and I was like, oh, right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. And, and and let's be honest as well, like um, it took KP a while to get to grips with it, I think, as well, early doors. Um, and and the centre-back partnership, you know, if Liam's in there, I think yeah. it's a different result. Yeah, I agree. I think I think he makes a huge difference, doesn't he? Just in terms of leadership as well, because even at organising for corners, um, we missed him for that as well. You could just see the young lads were a little bit all over the place. And obviously, Robin got blocked off, blocked off for that. Van Dyke header. I don't think yeah. stuff like that happens with Liam there. I think Liam commands the box a bit more, mm-hmm. organises them a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. I'd agree with that, mate, to be honest. Did you think they were both penalties? Uh, I don't think the first one is. I think the letter of the law says if it hit his leg before it hit his hand, it shouldn't be a handball, but they didn't even review it, I don't think. No, I mean, with me, I think his arm's bloody on a right angle. I think it's too far out. I, mean, when I, I had no complaints at the time. It's only till afterwards that we've seen the law... And people are saying if it bounces, which is fair enough. I just think his arm's way out there. It doesn't need to be out there for me. But others have said, no, he's, he's you know, it's natural position. because. But I don't know. He's um, it, It's too high for me. Uh, and I thought it was a pen. I know the law says different. But that's the thing. If it's the law, then then it shouldn't have been given. Yeah, it shouldn't have been given, let's be honest. And someone should have pulled it up. But, but I'm not looking at it and thinking... Have done by. Um, I think yeah. to be honest, you could easily say as well, mate. The Van Dyke disallowed goal was very similar to the first one in terms of Koch getting blocked off. So I think that was pretty soft as well. I don't think it was that much of a foul by Jones, if I'm being honest. It was clever of him to fall over that time because obviously the first time he just tried to break through yeah, the block and exactly yeah. scored. So this time you could almost see him like, oh, it's happened again. I'll just fall, yeah. fall over and I'll win a foul. And mm. not that you want to see that, but yeah, it worked and. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with you that his hand was out. I don't know if you noticed for the rest of the game, every time the ball was in the box, Robin Cock was stabbing his arms like cupped behind his uh, back. Mm-hmm. He was like, he was desperately trying not to give away a penalty because they were getting shot after shot. But yeah, I thought the last one was a bit of a poor challenge for Rodrigo. I think he was just eager to impress and kind of yeah. just got carried away and left a hanging leg out there. And uh, was it Fabinho? I think that went over. Yeah, Fabinho, mate. Yeah, I think there's. There's just a, a section before it's a corner ball and Calvin swings his left boot at it. And if he connects yeah. with it, he doesn't even... But he, 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 I'm not blaming Calvin in any sort of way. It's just when you watch it back and I looked at that moment, I thought, oh, if Calvin just connected with that, the ball's going miles out and there's no penalty, you know. Yes, Rodrigo, The I mean, why is he even diving in? I think Fabinho's going nowhere as well. Um but like you say, it was just overzealous when he just wanted to do well. And I understand that as well on his debut, you know. Um, it was frustrating. Um, but I think it's the first time ever that I've been happy with a defeat. <laughs> yeah, I was actually slightly annoyed after the game for like five minutes. Because yeah. it was another penalty. And then afterwards, I started to kind of 
when you think about it, you're like, oh, actually, this is ridiculous. They've lost, I think, once. They've not, not lost once, sorry, in like three and a half years at home. Uh, I think we're the only one of two teams as well in England to ever score three against them at Anfield and the Klopp. So I, think I just think when you well, look at it like that. Yeah, I think in the last five seasons as well, um, there's only us and Brighton outside of the top six that have had more than 50% possession at Anfield. So that tells you, you know what I mean? And we've only just come up. We're not like been around for a few years, got some exceptional talent. We'd only just entered into the league and we were able to do that against Liverpool on their own patch. I think it's absolutely fantastic. But what we must do is follow it up with positive results. I said before the season started, I look at that Liverpool game, it's a free hit, and then we could realistically get six points from the next two. Um, and, and and that's a realistic possibility because we've we've beaten Fulham before and then obviously Sheffield United will be tough, but again, we've beaten them, you know. Um and six points will be great from the first three games, man. Yeah, that gives you a chance to go into the Man City game again. Yeah. It's, a, it's a free hit anyway, but mm-hmm. as a home game, you never want to disappoint. So if you've already exactly. got six points on the board, then it's a real free hit, yeah. which is good. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, let's move on to talk about the Fulham game quickly then. Um, do you see the team changing at all? Or do you think it'll be the same side that, that started at Anfield? Or do you think Liam, Liam Cooper might slot back in at left centre-back? Yeah, I thought Liam might have played last night just to get him match sharpness, if I'm being honest. But um, maybe they didn't want to risk him in that game and therefore he starts on Saturday. The fact that Pascal was on the bench and also came on leads me to think, right, well, Cooper's going to start alongside Koch. But other than that, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, and rightly so, the lads deserve to get another run out. Um, Pablo hopefully comes on. He's a little bit better. The, the, the pace of the game won't be nowhere near as it was against Liverpool in terms of you know, um, their threat. Um, you know, they've, I think Mitro might start for them and we've just got to be conscious of balls in from Joe Bryan. But, but I mean, Fulham didn't look great against Arsenal at all and we, we have to win that. But I wouldn't expect any changes apart from if Cooper's fit and hopefully he is because we need him in there. Which is quite mad when you think of the stick that he's had, League One Liam, and we missed him on Saturday against Premier League champions, so... Yeah, he's come a long way. Um, yes, definitely. And we just miss him for his leadership as well. Yeah. Just, he's such a good leader. You can tell all the mm-hmm. lads love him. Like when Calvin Phillips has been asked saying, oh, would you want a captain Captain Leeds one day? He's turned around. He's like, well, Liam's the captain. <laughs> like, yeah. I'd love to captain Leeds one day, but if Liam's <laughs> here, he's the captain. So they obviously see yeah. him as this this leader, which is good. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Fulham lost 3-0 to Arsenal. I think it could have been 5 or 6. I don't know if you watched yeah. it, but they, they'd still look awful at the back. I know they signed Hector, who Leeds fans kind of we all wanted him before we got Ben White last year, but I just think they look all over the place at the back. Yeah. And players like Joe Bryan, great going forward, but against Premiership yeah. opposition, you need to be good going the other way, and I don't think they are. Of course, I mean they can be got at down the right, can't we? If you think back to that three three nil at home, but uh, two of our goals came from the right. You know that that pass from Pablo where he didn't even look and he just nicked it over to Harrison. Um, that was a beauty that one. Um, I listened to um, the lads at Fulhamish. I'm actually speaking to one of them a little bit later on, and they made the point. Oh, Joe Bryan didn't get um, didn't get done that many times. So even they know that it's just a, a factor of their play. Um, yeah. And I was, I mean, Tim Ream's not a Premier League centre back, is he? Let's be honest. Um, not for me, he's slow no, as well. It's not good against yeah. us. No, exactly. So he's not. I was surprised by Hector's performance because I thought he was dire. Um, he was really poor. He got beat in the air as well, um, which I was surprised about because I do rate him. Um, maybe they were overawed by the occasion. I don't know. Um, but 
Listen, they'll have a point to prove against Leeds after the, the drubbing they got. And we know like Harrison Reed's a decent player, so it'll be interesting to see. But I think we can win the game. Um, we have to, man. Come on. Yeah, especially uh, being in this little run of fixtures where we've got yeah. like the, the league leaders from last year, second place. I think Sheffield United finished eighth. Mm. Uh, you have to kind of look at this Fulham game as not a must-win, that's ridiculous mm. at this stage, but yeah. it feels like a must-win anyway for the, for the lads. And do you think that Robin Cock will actually help us against Mitrovic? Because obviously Ben White did really well against him, but in crossing, when, when we faced crosses against him, you were never sure uh, who was going to get the head on the ball. Yeah. Obviously, Cooper kind of comes over to Mark Mitrovic as much as possible, but yeah. Robin is obviously taller than Liam. He's like six foot three and a half. So mm. do you think that'll actually help us against this team, that a bit more of a long ball, a bit more of a crossing team? You would hope so, mate. I think Mitro will start as well. Obviously, he didn't play, but I think he played last night um, or the night before in the Capital One Cup, so he'll look like he'll he'll start and they need him to, really, because he's the one. I mean, you need goals, don't you? And he's going to get you them. They might not win every game, but he will get goals. Um, yeah, it's nice to have Koch in there. Um, you know, uh, that little bit of added height because you need it because... Mitro will fashion chances. That's what he does, you know. Um, and he, he's dangerous, isn't he? Um, so we need to be um, on guard 100%. I just want to ask you, like, if we lose this game or don't get a positive result, the frustrating thing for me is the whole Norwich comparison comes out again. We, sh- we It was doing my editing in the lead-up to the Liverpool game. We showed what we are about. It went away. But I think if we were to lose again, Fulham, it'll come back again. And it's doing my head in the, the, the <laughs> fact that we're getting compared with Norwich and Daniel Farker. <laughs> yeah, I think I agree. I think if we lose especially, uh, and it's another yeah. similar game where it's, um, I don't know, like a 3-2, for example, like we do well going forward, but we can see yeah. goals again. They're going to really look at us and say, oh, this is so similar to Norwich. They can create chances, mm. but they've got nothing at the back. Whereas we know that, Everyone thinks we're high-flying football, but Bielsa kind of moulds the team on also keeping clean sheets. Like, how many clean sheets have we kept since he's been here? So, we're not that side, but I think if we don't get a positive result on Saturday, I think you're right that the media, you know, this talk sport sort of vibe of just lurching off little stories or just (laughs) carry on going and going. And you get the whole Bielsa, oh, does he know what he's doing? Like, is he suited to the Premier League? That'll all come out. Yeah, yeah. I just hope that he's so naive. Yeah, he's got more. Probably he's been coaching for years. Do you know what I mean? And they're like, yeah, he's just too naive. (laughs) Yeah, too naive. Yeah, too many. Oh, they attack too much. They score too many goals. And last season, everyone was saying we didn't score enough goals. So it's like, oh right. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think the comparison is going to be there to be honest until we go on one of those Sheffield United runs. You know, they had a period last year I think where they went six or seven unbeaten. Mm. Uh, and that just flies you in the Premier League at the table. I think we need a four or five game run at some point, maybe October, November, when the fixtures are a little bit more kinder than they are yeah. now. But yeah, I yeah. agree with you that the Norwich comparisons will come around again on Saturday if we don't win. Yeah. Got to um, yeah, I think they've got to win. I think for confidence, it'll be good. Uh, and it'd be good to get a clean sheet as well, because obviously the lads yeah. have come away from Liverpool flying like uh, top wise. Like Patrick Bamford's going to be like, oh, I lost the game, but. I've just ran like Van Dyke ragged. I've scored a goal. I probably yeah. should have scored another. But your centre half is going to be going away thinking, oh, we've conceded four goals here. Like, absolutely devastated. So I think mm. I think we need to try and keep a clean sheet no matter what happens to try and get that confidence up. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. And, you know, you've made a brilliant point just prior to that. You know, people, all of a sudden, these people that I haven't seen us have this idea that, oh, 
you know, someone made the comparison. They're, they're going to be like the Newcastle under Keegan, where you know you score three, we score four, and it couldn't be further from the truth, pal. You know, we are great yeah. defensively. I think there's been a lot made out of it. We, you know, we were up there with the top, you know, um, defenses in across Europe. You know what I mean? Over yeah. a forty-six game season, and I think when we get Cooper back in there, and you know, we're up against Liverpool. It's a totally different kettle of fish. So, I, you know, I do fancy us to beat Fulham, and I do fancy us to keep a clean sheet. I'd love a performance like like we did in the um, in the running. Um, obviously, Bielsa will know more about Fulham now with Harrison Reed in that side because he did a brilliant job, if you remember, in that first half against them. So he'll have a plan worked out for that. And I'm confident that we can win the game. And it's not arrogance. It's just I'm right to be confident. You know, I keep getting called arrogant. Um, oh, because I said we'd beat Hull 4-0. But that's my genuine thoughts. I thought we would because I'm, I'm that confident in this side and that's OK. We had an, a dire manager. I wouldn't be making these claims, but I am confident whenever this side crosses that white line that they will put in a sterling performance. And um, yeah, clean sheet and a two nil win hopefully on Saturday for me. Yeah, I was going to say, what's your prediction? You going with a two nil? Two nil. Another goal. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get him a brace, eh? Get him to twenty <laughs> goals in the Prem. That'd shut everyone up, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Can you imagine. Boring. Boringly so, I think I was going to say 2-0 as well, so I'm going to copy you on that one. I'm going to go 2-0 if uh, Liam's playing, but if Coops isn't in, then I might change my prediction on the day. But are you guys planning on uh, doing a watch-along? I know it's on, on TV now, isn't it? Because they've changed the rules that every game's got to be on TV. So I think it's on BT Sport this one. That's right, yeah. It's, uh, it's killing me, mate, because um, I'm not one for getting illegal streams or anything because I hate the fact that in my mind, I'm like, if I do a watch-along and it gets kicked, what will I do? So I pay my yeah. subscription. But now I've had to pay for BT on top of my Sky package and Capital One last night. I'm like, oh, no, I'm running out of cash here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's mad. But listen, I'm, I'm buzzing that it is on TV. Obviously, we'd rather be in the ground, but the fact that we do get to watch every game is a, a luxury, you know, so that's nice. Um, and not just our games, all the rest of the Premier League, because we need to take that in as well now and take notice, because we'll be coming up against these sides. But yeah, on the channel, we'll be doing a watch along. We've got a couple of, um, we'll have our individual previews. I'm speaking to Farrell Monk from Fulhamish today. Um, so we'll have a little bit of an opposition preview as well, get his thoughts ahead of the game. Um, so, yeah, if, if you want to, to watch that, head over to All Leeds TV, please. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm sure uh, people will be tuning in to see you and Oscar celebrating like mad when we score on Saturday. Hopefully, mate, hopefully. <laughs> Oscar, man, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had to tag him in a tweet last night about Tyler Roberts because he always puts the... Tyler's the most talented, so I had to give him a bit of stick last night. And oh, said, did you? Oh, Good. He's, he's still the most talented. And he commented, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, it's just the system, two ten. Yeah, he went through a, he went through a stage, Liam, of saying Barry Douglas, and I just grief him about that as well. He was like, "Barry Douglas, how am well, Not saying that now because I'm not. <laughs> I like Barry, but and I think he's great in and around the dressing room, but his his legs are gone after Wolves. It seems for me. Yeah, he's had a lot of injuries as well. But yeah. um, anyone that knows Oscar knows it's quite funny to wind him up. So it's quite, <laughs> quite, it's quite good just to get them little drives in. <laughs> cool. All right, mate. Well, thanks for, very much for joining me today on this one. And um, enjoy the game on Saturday. Yeah, man. Cool. All right. Well, I'll speak to everyone else on uh, episode five. Um, we, I'm not sure who we're getting on yet. We're going to try and get uh, another podcast host on. So I'll let everyone know on Twitter who we get on. Um, but yeah, cheers again, Joe, and uh, speak to you soon. Thank you very much, mate. Make sure.